if you've got something to share and you know in your heart is valuable, you've just got to get out your head of saying, nah, it's not working, it should be quicker, it should be this, it should be that. If you know in your heart you've got something to share, be relentless, show up, just show up. Every day, just for little, all I did was turn the phone on for 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Every day, that was it, 10 minutes and that was it. And I built a very successful business off the back of it, which thankfully, even in this time, has managed to switch over to online. With video, I found that it was an instant no like and trust. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Business with Video podcast. I'm Alex Wardle, your host, and today is a special episode because we are joined by a special guest. This is Luke John Harrison, and I'll let him introduce himself in a couple of moments, but there were quite a few reasons why I was really keen to get Luke onto the show and to interview him. We have worked on a number of video projects together over the years, so he is a client of Artifact Media. And to say that he is prolific with his marketing and particularly with using video would be something of an understatement. But again, I'll let him uh, explain what he's been doing the past quite a few number of years to market his business using video. He is a personal trainer. He's a gym owner and he is a coach, among many other things. And he's based up in the Northeast, similarly to myself. And... What I really enjoy about what Luke does is he's very much himself in his marketing. And as I say, he uses video an awful lot. He puts his personality front and center. He comes across very confident, very authoritative. You could even say, and I think he would agree, that he's somewhat polarizing as well. Uh, And there's some people who aren't going to like him, but there are lots of people who are equally going to absolutely love what what he does and the way he does things. What I think is pretty much indisputable is the fact that he is different to the vast majority of people who are in his space in the in the health space and he's yeah he's doing some really excellent things with his marketing but anyway I'll let him introduce himself and we'll get into the the meat of the conversation some of the things we talk about in this episode are using video unsurprisingly we talk about Luke's backstory and how he got to do uh, what he's doing today We also, because we're recording this during the whole coronavirus crisis, talk about how he's adapting his business to uh, be functioning more online rather than offline, which a lot of people are having to do. And obviously video can and probably should be a massive part of that. And we also talk about things like having more confidence on camera. And Luke shares some really, really insightful tips on how people can just start making more better videos, even if you are quite averse to showing up on camera. But anyway, let's get into the the interview with Luke John Harrison. Right, so I'm here today with my friend and uh, previous client of Artifact Media, Luke John Harrison. Hello, Luke. How is it going? How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, actually, mate, given the circumstances. Um, adapting well, shall we say, adapting and evolving through it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we are very much in the midst of, uh, don't say the C word, COVID-19 quarantine at the moment. So, yeah, um, I imagine that has... Um, impacted a little bit on your business and how you're doing things but perhaps we'll we'll come on to that for sure um so for those who are listening who uh, haven't heard of you before perhaps um do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us who you are what you're doing what you're all about certainly so my name is luke john harrison and uh, quite simply i help people overcome their laziness redesign their mindset and radically transform their self-confidence health um and personal happiness 
And I do that via a variety of means, most of um, which takes place in a private gym, but obviously not currently given the circumstances. Um, but I do, I've done a lot of online coaching over the years. I, I wrote a book, which is now on Amazon called How to Stop Overthinking. I've done several speaking events, uh, been a corporate speaker. Um, you know, I've put, been published in a hell of a lot of blog articles and newspapers and things like that. Um, and basically, my, my whole thing is I, I help people see a different perspective on things. Um, and I think if anybody was to say what I help most with, I guess you could say motivation. Yeah, brilliant. Wow. Well, that's, that's powerful stuff, certainly. Um, so how, how, did you, how did you end up doing that then? Because... You know, there's a lot of gym owners out there. There's a lot of personal trainers, people in the fitness space. What you've just outlined there sounds, you know, it's kind of on a bigger scale than that, really. So how did you yeah. go from or, or what sort of prompted you to go from, you know, being a whatever you would class yourself as personal trainer, gym owner, whatever, to, to what you do now, which is much yeah. bigger scale? Cool. So if I was to like describe my story, I'll not, I'll not go massive into depth because as you probably know, mate, I could talk about hours for on this subject. <laughs> um, but to basically put it in a nutshell, I was a plumber for eight years. Um, I've, I've always, since since I left school, I had a passion for fitness and, and gym and stuff and, and looking after my body. Um, but a lot of the time I didn't go about it in the right way. Um, I became a plumber, uh, which for the first couple of years was, was fine. It was great. I've got a trade. Um, I felt like I had a secure job, holiday pay, sick pay, all the, the you know, the, I got the Audi car, I got my own first home. Um, I had, I was in and out of relationships at the time, but I kind of had a, a life where people would think that I, I should be happy and I should have everything in place. But it, and from the outside, it looked that way, but on the inside, it was very much a different story. Um, and I tell us, I was from from school. I always and, and I, I noticed this more and more as the years come on that I, I have been brought up with a lot of insecurities and my, fortunately my childhood was very good I had a very good childhood I had two parents which did their best I wasn't a silver spoon kind of guy my mom was a charity worker and um, my dad was a fireman and they did what they could and they split up in an early age which I think affected us a little bit more than I, I let on at the time um, and after that after they split up I think maybe that the little bit of insecurity they led to a lot of bullying at school I started to grow my hair long, listen to alternative music. I was a little bit of an outcast, a rebel, and obviously an easy target. Um, and bullies always tend to hang out in groups. And at the time, I didn't have the confidence or the, the bravado or the everything to kind of fight back. So I just went lower and lower in the shell. And it went on for many, many years, this, this bullying at school. It, was, it wasn't always like physical as such. It was more like mental, psychological, short, throwing things, chucking stuff, getting spat on, you know, tripped up in the corridor, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it was quite hard to deal with, you know, and I think I had a lot of anger issues growing up um, to the point where I used to punch walls and doors and get really angry with my mom and other people. I was short-tempered and the gym was a way out for me. And, and so just upon leaving school, I found the gym and I found that it was a great release for me. And so then I drifted into a plumbing job and I kept up the gym and stuff along the way and I found that it was a help, but I didn't quite have the, 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 the professional side of things. I wasn't happy. And the relationship side of things, I wasn't happy. So th those themselves were led to like overuse of alcohol on a weekend, very you know, 10, 12 double vodkas on a Friday, Saturday night, um, cocaine regular using on a weekend, um, not usually during a week, but like a weekend, it would be a big binge, you know, a three day come down, very much degrading your body, trying to restart your diet on Monday as everybody did. And I always had this underlying thing of wanting to look after my body. And then as the time went on, I learned a little bit more and more about it. I thought, you know what? I'm not happy in my job. 
I'm not happy with the way my lifestyle is. I need a lifestyle change. So that, that included everything. At the time, I was unfaithful to my partners. I was um, cheating on my body every weekend. You know, I wasn't looking after my health in terms of the diet I ate. I was still in decent shape. I had muscles, you know, and I, I, people would look and think, oh, he looks after himself. He's healthy. But I wasn't really. I wasn't internally healthy and I wasn't mentally healthy. So from that time, um, I took my personal training course. Um, I got qualified. I got a business coach and I just decided to change jobs. And obviously with that, it was like, right, I'm becoming a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. Now what I found was everybody who was a personal trainer and fitness instructor, like the thousands that enter every year, end up going back to normal jobs. Majority of them, more than half. Um, and to me, that was a bit scary because the thought of going back to something I hated just tore me up inside. So I thought, well, how can I be different? You know, how can I create a little bit, I guess, of a niche. I need to be more than just a personal trainer or just a fitness. It's like, it's like anybody in any profession that say, oh, well, I'm just this. I'm just an IT technician. I'm, I'm just a dog trainer. I'm just this. No, it was like, no, I, I need to become something extra so that people would warm to me and I can make this not just a reputable business, but something I can be proud of to stand out, I guess. Um, so it was kind of, I was very always interested in, in the mindset side of things and understanding that, for me, it wasn't just about getting fit. I mean, when, and you know this yourself, Alex, like when, when you're young and you're in your, your late teens, it's all about impressing women and, you know, getting your ego built, isn't it? Like that's what it's about. It's always about just looking the best you can. And you, you grow older a little bit and you get in your late 20s, 30s, and you start to think, hang on, I need to start. And it's not necessarily about settling down as such, but it's just your perspective changes. You start to realize mental health a little bit more. You start to not be so full of vanity like you used to be. Well, me personally, I know a lot of guys are. They're like, you start being less bothered about how you look and more bothered about how you feel. And it just so happens that when I took that approach, I got in the best shape of my life. I got the best business I've ever had, making the most money I've ever had. I had the most meaningful relationship when I started to focus on how I felt. And I noticed that it wasn't just about going to the gym. It was about what that made me feel. It was about how I could communicate the, the, the feeling that I got and the, the, the why on why I did it and, and how I could coach people to feel like I feel. So everything that I talk about, I've took myself through and everything that I talk about, I, I, I've actively applied to my own life before I say, look, this is the process that worked for me. I'm not saying it's 100% going to work for you, but most, well, everybody who does do it and does it effectively it has a profound um, transformation on. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So from that, that, in a nutshell, mate, that's, hopefully that kind of answers your question. Maybe as I went off a little bit there. But that no. was kind of where I started and, and to get to where I am now pre-corona. But we can go into that if you want to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, that's... So, does that answer, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think... Um... There's, there's, I mean, loads of what you said is is worth touching on. Um, even the fact that you are able to sort of tell that story as concisely and as sort of confidently, I guess, as you did. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's a result of you having, um, well, having lived it, but also having told that story lots of times before, you know, like um, yeah. in your book, in your various videos that you've done on, online and how you communicate with people there. And obviously, yeah. when we filmed together uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was now, wasn't it? Which we'll, yeah, it we'll chat about. Um, that was a big part of it, you know, your story. And I think it's it's it makes it just so much more 
I don't know, it's, it's, it's just you being genuine, telling your sort of origin story, which I think a lot of people... Because everyone's got an origin story, and everyone yeah, has a journey absolutely. that's led them to wherever they are in business and life and where they are today. But I don't think many people tell it as much as they should. Um, yeah. But, absolutely. you know, yours is very much a fundamental part of where you are to, where you are today. So it's always, like, mega interesting to hear, and I think you tell it in a very good way. Um a couple of the other things that you touched on, which I think are, are massively important, is like when you said you know p- people when they sort of refer to themselves as like yeah, I'm just a I'm just a yeah. PT I'm just a dog trainer I'm just this yeah I think that's a, a massive issue that that people could really do with um, improving on if they possibly can to sort yeah. of aside from anything else to stop them kind of just drifting off into the ether of everyone yes. else you know yeah it's it's yes. a it's a big old world out there and yeah. we, we need so, to stand out yeah i mean i can elaborate on that a little bit because it's it's always this thing of like um we we attach to we're always attached to what we believe we are right yeah. and it's, it's like I, I i'm a personal trainer i'm i'm a i'm a plumber i'm i'm an it technician i'm a dog trainer whatever it may be like i i am this right but seldom do we actually look at what benefits we provide people and what we yeah. actually do, like the, the feelings we create in other people. And we take that for granted because we're just so used to, to having professional hat on that it's, this is, this is, this is my role. This is my position. This is what I do. But we forget like the transformation for me was when I got qualified and I told people, oh, I'm a personal trainer and I'm a fitness instructor, you know, and I started to understand as, as a lifestyle, it's not just what, thanks Donald, it's not just what I wanted to do it needed to become part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that was a big difference for me, Alex. It was like, this isn't, I, I'm just, I'm not just a coach. I don't just, co- like the coach is part of who I am entirely. It's not just what I do, yeah? It's not just, I'm, I'm a trainer. It's not just, I'm a teacher. I'm not, no, no. This is who I am as a whole. This is part of my life now. Yeah, it's not just a job role. That's why most people are miserable because they can only relate it to, I'm doing it just for money. And that's why most people go to work, isn't it? And that's why most people are miserable in their job because they do it just for money. Like, yes, of course we do it for money. Like we need the money to let life flow and have more choices. But when we start to passionately do it with enthusiasm and enjoyment, the money flows anyway. The money starts to flow anyway. There's a a difference in that. But we kind of get stuck if we get stuck on, on just chasing the money. If we, I personally believe if we just think, well, I'm just this and I'm just that. No, you're so much more than that. It's just you're blinded by what you've been taught growing up. Yeah. And there's so many things that come from our past that we, we uh, pay no attention to because sometimes it's easier just to block it. Or we don't actually understand or realize that how we were brought up plays a lot into where we are and how the perspectives we carry right now. And what you were saying before as well, just to reiterate on that, is when we say, I'm just a, or, well, I just do this, it's like the language we use. I'm very big on language, and I have been for a long time now. I start to notice that the things that I say, and you'll notice this when you're looking around and you're having conversations with people, the things that people say are often what they are already experiencing in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't have this. I wish I had more than that, and they never get it. Mm-hmm. Right, or they say that, oh well, I'm shit at this, and they're always going to be shit at it because they're not even willing to try it said thing because in their heart, I'm shit. What's the point? Rather than I'm not really skilled at that, I'd love to give it another go. How how can I how can I make it more appealing? 
you know what I mean? Like that's a totally different language to I'm shit at this. I did it once. It was crap. It didn't work. You know, like all these things that were said, people forget how much that language, that narrative controls were entire physiology and the whole perspective of the world. Like it determines whether we're going to move forward with taking action on the things that we say we want or just procrastinating and sitting back and just letting life go over us. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's yeah. you've made an incredibly powerful and, and valid point um, that I think a lot of people will um, perhaps not immediately relate to, but like it, it's, it's because I think a lot of the time we're quite... Um, we have resistance to that kind of thing, you know, to, yeah. we, we, we want to, we want to be safe and we want to kind of believe that everything is uh, kind of coming up roses. Um, but I think on, yeah. on deeper thinking on that, on that point. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, well, yeah, what, what language am I using every day? And am I kind of living, living yeah. how I actually kind of want and segueing from that, I think really nicely is, you know, I, I would ask you, so fr- from that, how do you, What's your kind of take on communicating with your audience then and kind of keeping in touch with your your clients, prospects, leads, whatever? Everything you've just said there presumably feeds into how you decide to communicate with them online and offline, I guess. So what, yeah. What's, yeah. what's your kind well, of ethos what, there? Well, if you're talking about communication, it's ultimately the key to solving every problem ever. That is my honest opinion. Like I believe that every problem, no matter how big, small or in between, can be solved with effective communication. It's just finding out whether what that communication is, whether it's getting your kids to do the homework, whether it's getting you to get to the gym, whether it's getting to, to seduce your partner the right way so she does exactly what you want, right? Whether it's to get you to choose the right food more often like you know you should. It's all about communicating, how you communicate with yourself, what you speak out to others, how your body language is, what your approach is like, like communication is the number one form of, that is going to determine whether or not you're going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And most people are just going around it the wrong way because they're not, they're not, and this is nobody's fault. It's just people are not often prepared to accept responsibility that I need to improve my skills. That's the thing. Yeah. They're just stuck with one way of communicating. The thing, it's always about being right a lot of the time. You know, you'll notice this as well. And we're, everybody's guilty, especially us guys, right? We want to be right. Right, there's that thing in my brains. The ego comes up and want to prove yourself, right? But sometimes it's about effectively knowing, right? How can I communicate this in a way that I don't need to be right, but I can still feel like I've got a win out of it, and the other person's happy as well. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's all to do with communication, mate. Um, and me personally, I know, I know obviously you're the you're the video is, and we've worked together a few times now on certain videos, and that the, the most effective form of communicating with your audience. I personally believe, and some people will, will communicate different ways depending on what their strengths are. But with video, I found that it was an instant no like, and trust. And this is huge, especially if somebody's got a business or they're trying to promote a brand or whatever it may be. Well, as soon as you put a face to it, that's instant, like it's a, a barrier has broken down. Because anybody can talk to anyone over Facebook and a profile picture or a a sales copy, but not quite be trusted. As soon as you put a face to it, there's that instant like drop, isn't there? And then in that, right, okay, the barriers are down a little bit. I still don't fully trust you, but I know you and I'm getting to know very quickly whether I like you or not. Then the trust comes later. The trust comes after, I think, relentless consistency of sharing your message and communicating it effectively. 
and that's how I've managed to transfer as well the business that is offline now onto online given the current situation. Because over the time, I've effectively communicated my message and been relentless in the consistency of it. And yeah. that's, I think, where most people go wrong, isn't it? Like, they haven't really got much of a message, or if they do, they're inconsistent with sending it. They don't have this relentless attitude, you know, that the one things to just come to them. And that's not a dig, that's just observation, isn't it? Like, a lot of people just sit back, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it when I'm ready, I'm not very good on camera yet. I'm not, I don't quite, I've got too much to sort of, it's, it's always something else, isn't it? Yeah. It's always something else. Like some people need to pull their fucking finger out their ass and start. And they know that and they'll be listening to this and thinking, well, actually, yeah, that's kind of a relevant point. Because like you can't deny that the responsibility ultimately lies with us. Like, yes, there's something going on out of our control that we, we can't help, but there's no reason why we can't even use this time because let's, let's be honest, especially with, if we're relating this to video and communicating a message, Alex, how many eyes are on phones right now in yeah, this time? More than exactly. ever. Mm -hmm. More than ever. So this is a prime time for somebody to, to reach out to somebody else and be like, this is my message. This is what I've got to say. Uh, this might help. Yeah? Mm. In a roundabout way, hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> Mate, no, honestly, like I think I would urge the listener to go back and listen to that all again because I think there's so many good points oh, in there. Um the yeah totally the, the instant no like and trust i mean obviously like you said i have a bit of a vested interest you might expect that i'm gonna say this but i obviously massively agree with that but i think you know even detaching myself from the the video role i mean what other what other form of communication allow you know digitally online allows you to literally you know come one step away from being in the same room as someone to video there's there's you know I, I absolutely believe that that you know people should be communicating and marketing in lots of different mediums and they should be doing things like email perhaps and you know on social media and photographs and doing pr and there's there's lots of different ways we can do it but i yeah. obviously i totally agree with you in that video is is so much closer to actually getting to to know someone in person um yeah. and i think th this is perhaps a, a topic for a, a, a different episode but i think that this applies to all businesses as well like regardless of size um I agree. I because agree. i mean and to be fair probably especially for the some of the bigger businesses as well because most of them don't kind of put people front and center and rather than that it's yeah. all kind of about the brand and the yes the message and stuff and it kind of gets yeah. lost and it, it, you're talking to a logo instead. Um, but I think obviously, especially for smaller businesses and kind of um, solopreneurs and, and people, it's, it's massive. Um, the relentless consistency as well. So um, for people who don't know, because the, there's one particular way that you are relentlessly consistent with video uh, when you go live, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that and how did that all start and how's that yeah, kind yeah. of changed over time? Yeah, that's evolved massively and it's like, it's weird as well because it's at the minute with obviously I'm not having access to anybody who's doing me videos or any professional equipment or anything. I've got my mobile phone and I've had to go back to basics and I'm, I'm doing daily video now with my partner just on my iPhone here. Um, and it's the engagement and work that we're getting on that and the content that's going out is fantastic. Um, and it's not flash and it's not fancy and, and obviously I love being flash and I love being fancy and it's got its place. but. It's it's more benefit for, for to be useful to somebody rather than flashy, you know, to, to be to be useful. So me personally, I started about seven or eight years ago doing a daily 
video series on my phone at the time. I probably had like an iPhone 4 or something like that. Like, and uh, I, I don't, it could be even go live at that time. I don't know. Mm. Um, but it might have even just been daily video rather not even live. Don't even know if, it, if the live feature was on your phone when I started. And I just started doing a daily video series called The Daily Boom. And it came about because like, I was quite, I've always been quite upbeat and energetic at times. Obviously, I have me, me off days and stuff, but I used to open the videos with a boom, <laughs> like to sort of hit people and go, what the fuck's this guy doing? You know, like to, it's a, it was a pattern interrupt. That's all it yeah. was, a pattern interrupt. So you turn it on, boom, what the fuck? What do? <laughs> that was kind of what it was. So the, the daily boom came about and I just started to talk about whatever was on my mind, anything like from my sex life, to what I was training that day, to what I ate for breakfast, to what I'd learned on this course, to a press relationship breakdown, to me cat dying, to me breaking down in tears, to just, just all kinds of stuff. And I just started to do it relentlessly. And over the time, people started saying, oh, like, here, but here's where people go wrong, Alex. And, and, and if there's anybody who's in business or whatever on this, um, at first, and for probably a very long time, you'll not get very much back from it. This is where most mm. people go wrong. You won't get very many likes. You won't get very many shares or comments or people even saying love your stuff. You'll get basically nothing. You'll see a view count, which might fill your ego depending on what it is, but you, you'll probably not see much engagement because people don't really know you yet. Yeah. And also people are so distracted by other things that they don't fully watch your video. So there's a lot of giving without receiving there. And that turns most people off very quickly. But I knew in my mind, I was like, I know that I'm not going to get much from this, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I had a little bit of a further vision of what I wanted to do. And so over the years of doing that every day, literally, I think I must have missed like four days in a year for yeah. illness or, or like maybe my cat died. And even the, the next day after that, I turned the camera on. I just broke down in tears and talked about it. Yeah. But like... The consistency of it. Now, I meet people in the street and they're like, I've been watching your videos for years. They've helped us mentally massively. I had an email, right? Check this. I had an email last year, late last year, because I sent daily email as well. I haven't been as consistent with that as what I have with video mine because I just preferred video. But one of my emails last year, and this guy replied and he went, mate, I just want to say thank you. Never heard of this guy. Never liked any of my stuff. Obviously, he's been following me emails, watching me videos for a bit. And he emailed us back for one email. He said, mate, I was considering taking me my own life yesterday, but I read your email. It came through at the right time. And I just want you to know I'm making a change today and I feel much better. Wow. And I was like, Good, shit, yeah. man. Like, oh, blue. Oh, I get goosebumps when I tell that, mate. Um, yeah. Like, because you don't know who's listening, but most people will give a few things out and they might be really valuable and someone might be watching, but yet they're not getting any response to the thing. It's not working. It fucking is. If you be relentless with it, this is most people's problem. It's like they're relying on motivation. Like you don't know who you're impacting. You don't know how powerful your message can be. No matter what business you're in or what, what lifestyle you're in, if you've got a message to share, share it relentlessly. And so what I noticed over the years was not, that's just one, one case. That's happened a couple of times as well. And a lot of people now, um, I would go, go to say is probably 75% of my clients have came to me through seeing my videos at some point. Wow. Yeah. So most of my business has been built through video, although it's very difficult to say whether they saw a post or their friend recommended it, which made them like click and everything. But more, I would say three quarters of them all said, I've been following your videos for months, weeks, years. 
Yeah. And that, that's how I've built the Total Fitness Tribe in South Shields. Um, we've just opened a specialty coffee shop, which unfortunately got shut down, but that's just a second business venture. But we build these things because of people getting to know, like, and trust us. And the relentless consistency for me was like, I know this will pay off eventually. So for years, I did it with no return. Nothing really much happening. Yeah. You know, like the odd little bit here and there. But then I started to build a business off the back of it. And it was like, shit, this is happening. So then I noticed actually this is working, but it gets to the point where, yes, you do get frustrated. There's been times where I've thought about wrapping it and where I haven't been asked to turn on the camera, where I haven't been bothered to be consistent. But we have to, everyone's so impatient nowadays. And yeah. I, I understand it. Like you can get fucking anything you want at the touch of a button. Like we know we can, like we're entitled. The world's convenient, but yes, but yet we seem to have less time. Mm-hmm. which is a bonkers statement really, isn't it? We are so convenient now with what we have in technology and drive throughs and one clicks and all this, but we have less time. And so yeah. we'll blame time all the time. Oh, I didn't have time. Well, you fucking did. You were just fucking about on your phone. Yeah. Or you were doing something else pointless, yeah? But the, the message anyway, Alex, I don't mean to go on too much, mate, but the consistency part is, is the main thing that where people struggle is because they don't see a return straight away. And it's like, if you've got something to share, and you know in your heart is valuable. You've just got to get out your head of saying, nah, it's not working. It should be quicker. It should be this. It should be that. If you know in your heart you've got something to share, be relentless. Show up. Just show up. Every day. Just for little. All I did was turn the phone on for 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Every day. That was it. 10 minutes and that was it. And I've built a very successful business off the back of it, which thankfully, even in this time, has managed to switch over to online which is a huge advantage. Now, I've never done as much online stuff as I am currently. Obviously, we have the DAP, right? Yeah. But I think about the part of the reason why I've been able to do that, obviously, I've, I've took a drop in numbers and stuff, which is, was expected. But the reason how I'm able to do that is because people have built enough of a trust to know that I can still do it. Yeah. And I still trust them enough to say that I know he'll turn up for us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, people build that trust because of my consistency. So if you're consistent... People will trust that you trust in your message, trust in you. And then if you're in a business, want to invest in you because they realize you value what you do and you're not going to fuck about and you're going to help them get what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that answer it? The longest winded answer ever. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, please don't worry about that because it's all all so relevant and on point. Absolutely. Um, I think you're absolutely bang on there. Yeah. And just with, you know, the, the content itself, like... I totally agree that that more people should be doing this because I mean it's it's not hard, is it? I mean, you know, aside from like in your case, uh, when you know you, you're mentioning particular things that have happened that you've decided to kind of share um, with the world that are perhaps difficult to talk about or they've just happened or um, perhaps some things certain people wouldn't want to share. But obviously, this is a very individual thing. It's up to yeah. it's up to you how much you want to share and whether you think that's going to be useful for people and stuff. But but at the end of the day, what we're talking about here, this kind of showing up regularly, just using your phone, just offering something out, telling a bit of a story, something that's, but making it something that people are going to get some kind of value from, be it even if it's just entertainment or if it's useful or informative or educational, whatever. It's not hard, is it? It's like, Sure, at first it's going to be because, you, like you said, you know you're going to 
you're gonna be like, oh, I can't really be chewed today, and I'm not good on camera, and I haven't done this before, and what 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 will people say? People are gonna judge me. But with a bit of practice, a bit of consistency, and a bit of just like, right, I'm gonna get out of my comfort zone here and just try this. It quickly becomes really easy, I suppose. Um, and yeah. you know, th- there's always, I suppose, the, the the challenge you're faced with over time is keeping it so that um, always thinking about the end viewer. Uh, and thinking, what can I give that's going to be valuable to them? That's the trickier part. But again, that yeah. comes easy over time as well. Um, yeah. But I, I totally agree that you just kind of have to, you have to just do it and, and and put yourself out there because the the potential benefits at the end of it are just massive. And yeah. you, we know we're not talking about like designing a marketing funnel here or, you know, coming up with like the next latest, greatest bit of content or whatever. This is just about... Yeah allowing your viewers making it really easy for them to get to know like and trust you which i think is is massively important um yeah. so just just on that as well i wondered if you had um any because again your experience of this is as i think much greater than most people which i think is why it's so valuable what do you have any advice or tips for people on showing up on camera and kind of coming across at least as confident and maybe as like an authority figure, even if you don't necessarily feel that way at the moment. Like what's your tips for people as far as that goes? So are you talking about like if I was to give some advice to a beginner? Yeah, so, so maybe someone who, maybe they've done some video before, but like you said before, they've they've done it once, maybe they haven't seen a massive return or they've looked back on it and thought, oh God, I'm so bad on camera. This is, you know, let's not think about that for a while. How... Yeah. What what's your advice for for having a bit more enthusiasm, perhaps coming across as a bit more of an expert, and kind of ultimately ended up enjoying the process more? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying to just get in my head how I would answer that. One of the things I would say first is I never rewatch my stuff. Okay, ever. interesting. Which people think I would, but I don't. I'm, I'm I don't rewatch my stuff because one thing I've learned is that you, you a lot often you you your worst critic. Yeah. Like that was shit. I could have done that better. I should have done that better. I know that wasn't good enough. So I never watch my stuff back. And like, like the, the the weird thing is now with me, Alex, is that I'm better live than I am on pre-record. Right. And you might yeah. you might have noticed this when when we shot. There was like a few things that I might have had to do again, which I mm. never have to do live again because I kept going live and I was I, I just flow because I'm just I want to do this and get out of the way. Like, it's not to say that I don't enjoy it. I love the process, but I'm like, I don't want to have to waste my time redoing, redoing. And I think perfection, here's actually probably my advice to that. Perfection's an illusion. Progress should be at the forefront of your mind. And just you getting on camera is progression. Yeah. And the more you do it, the easier it will get. The reason why people feel uncomfortable is because they've got the 10 most dangerous words in their head. What will other people think and what will other people say? Those are the mm. 10 most dangerous words which fuck people up big style. What will other people think? What will other people say? Yeah. So we have to understand if we can think about what value am I bringing? What va- I need to bring value? What point have I got to get across? Right, well, I've got three points I want to get across. I think a lot of people are too scared to be themselves because they think that somebody's going to judge them. Guess what? They are and they will and they already have. And that's just the truth. They are, they will, they already have. They judge you on the way your hair is, the way you talk, the way you dress, the, what your name is, where you live. 
who, who your parents are, what you were like in school, they just fucking judge you. People judge. That's just truth. People judge in life, right? We can't escape it. So we might as well flow with it and say, right, what if I could just show up as if I was having this conversation with a friend? Like if I was just talking, give me if a friend asks his advice. Oh, mate, what 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 would you honestly say about this from your perspective, your your knowledge, your skills? How can I do this? Well, mate, this is what I do. Because you probably notice this. Like my videos, most of them are just like I'm talking to my mates. I'm just mm -hmm. talking like this, and I know obviously I'm skilled, Alex. I know I've done it thousands of times. That's that comes with with repetition. Repetition is the mother of all skill, as they say, and it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, with speaking on camera, it's confidence, isn't it? It's confidence in being yourself. Because straight away, it's, it's that voice. What will other people say? What will other people think? It's shit. I can't do it. I sound stupid. I look stupid. I hate my own voice, right? We try and just, it's hard to do, but take the judgment away and give the value. Yeah. That's what's more, excuse me, that's what's more important. Would you rather fill your bank account or be too bothered the fact that someone said you're shit on camera? <laughs> I know which one I'd rather do. Exactly. This is especially true if somebody's trying to run a business, right? I would much rather be providing valuable content that people are going to get a, a, a big change and a, a, a big bit of value from rather than worry about the opinion of someone I've never met who probably has a profile picture of his fucking dog. And that's true. And that's mostly how people get people daft, stupid responses from. Like I've had loads of online hate, but I love myself more. And that's not an egotistical thing. It's like I value me more than I value that comment. Yeah. This is what people have got to understand. It's like, they're going to judge you anyway. You just have to get used to it. It, it is hard, mate, at the start. And we all know that. Like when, like when I first used to get me criticism and me judgment, like it, it's hard to deal with. Like at first, say, oh, did people not like me? Well, you know what? The statistics go about a third of people don't like you. A third of people couldn't really care either way. And a third of people love you. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, actually, well, that's all, that's all right then. I can deal with the third. Yeah, because there's how many eight nine billion people in the world? The third can love us. Holy shit, that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Do God, that's the way I think. Does, does that kind of answer your question? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I yeah. think again, it's it's spot on. Um, I think uh, yeah, I think people just need to for for the people who perhaps haven't done this too much up to now, they just need to take heed of that advice and just just start, you know, and just and yeah. start small. They don't. If they don't want to do a daily live video as you have done, that's absolutely fine. By the same token, if they think that they could build themselves up to that point, I would say more power to them because clearly yeah. it's it's worked wonders for your business. And like you've said, yeah. you know, you've done lots of other things as well. It's not just about you know like yeah, yeah. oh, if you start doing video, your business is going to transform. Not necessarily, yeah. but it's allowed you to. It's built up your skills over time, as you've said. It's mm -hmm. a it's. But the most the most powerful thing is it's it's um, the underlying thing almost is that it says to people I am really consistent like I am always here I am yes. I I care about what I'm doing here you can see that in in what I'm doing uh, I think so one thing that more most people go wrong as well Alex um, is kind of they're always looking for the strategy oh, how do I do this how should I do that rather than like that's why a lot of the time I don't give strategy I give mindset because it's not the strategy that they're lacking often it's it's the mindset behind it yeah it's the feelings the emotions that's what's holding them back not that they haven't got the strategy because they know what to do they're just not doing it because the fear is inside isn't it the fear is crippling them so it's like I'm trying to get you to see a different perspective rather than give you a how-to manual of um, step one, two, and three, 
which have that place and have that value. And I've read a lot of great things myself about this and that and definitely take it on board. But most people already know enough. You, you, would, you would agree with this, right? Most people already know enough. They're just not taking action on what they already know. Yeah. Totally. That, they're just scared because confidence comes from proof. You are confident in the things that you do and you've proved you can do. That's why people are confident at work and not confident at work. That's why people are confident at camera if they've been doing it all their life, but not confident in social situations, meeting a girl, for example, because they haven't done that for a while yet. Yeah. Any, anything that we're confident, confident in, we've proved we can do it, right? That's why people say, why are you so confident on camera? Because I've done it thousands of times. I've proved that to myself and to others that I can do it, so I'm confident in front of the camera because I've done it so many times. Just like you're confident in your job that you do every day, five days a week from nine to five, whatever it may be, you're confident in the workspace. That's why people come to you and, and know that you're confident in your job because you've proved you can do it. It's, it's also a skill, isn't it? Yeah. It's a skill, and a lot of us just don't spend enough time to develop a skill that we want to acquire because we're yeah. impatient. Absolutely. I totally agree. And and it reminds me of something that um, I don't know if you're connected with him, a, a, another friend and client of mine, Simon Hartley, who um, is a bit of a, 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 a many other things. He's like a sports psychologist. And one of the things right. he says is you need to look for the green shoots of success. So a lot of the time, especially if you're starting something new, something you haven't done before, it's it as to your point earlier, it's easy to to kind of gloss over the early signs of progress and of success. So for example, you might do that first video that you've, you haven't done any previous videos or anything, put it out there online and get like a very minor response. Um, and then think, oh, well, I failed, you know, or, or it hasn't done well, so I'm not going to try that again. But actually there might be a, a green shoot of success in there being one person really liked it. Or you yeah. got one comment saying, this was great. Nice one. But, you have to look for those. You have to actively look for them because that is the proof of the uh, that, that will allow you to become confident eventually over time. And obviously, people shouldn't expect, um, you know, a, a wave. They shouldn't expect, like, the first video that they create to go viral, for example. Yes, um, yes, exactly. Which I think a lot of people ultimately do. Um, Coffee they, they... wants this to go viral. That's why she's there in the shop. <laughs> we don't, we, we certainly yeah. don't mind cats on this podcast. That's absolutely <laughs> I've shut, shut my door so mine don't get in. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Luke, that's, I mean, there's, there's been so much valuable info on, on this uh, on this episode. I can't thank you enough for, for sharing that. Where can you're people welcome. go to find out more about you, about what you're doing and to, and to get connected with you, uh, which I yeah. highly recommend people do, by the way, um, because you've got so much content out there yeah, already. Cool. So first and foremost, the most valuable thing I can give somebody which they can have for life is a free copy of my audio book, which people can get at overthinkingaudio.com. That's overthinkingaudio.com uh, that's my how to stop overthinking book read by my voice if you can manage it for four plus hours um, just speaking the book basically which is very valuable on how to change your perspective on things it tells a bit more in depth about my story and the strategies I use to overcome and, and deal with things um, that will also get onto my email list where you'll get daily motivational emails to change your perspective help your mindset and also Facebook Luke John Harrison, Instagram, Luke John Harrison, where I upload daily videos um, on perspective, mindset, fitness, health, looking after yourself, keeping motivated. Um, there's well over a thousand, well, well over 1,500 videos on my Facebook 
um, well over a thousand blog posts on my Facebook, um, four plus hour audio book. You can get my book on Amazon, how to start over thing. And there's just loads, mate, just basically any way you can keep in contact with me. I'm happy enough. If you send me a message, I'll respond. Um, but the biggest thing I would say is get the free audio book because that's where most people are going. And that's where most people are finding that, especially in these times as well, being so isolated for most of us, having that ability to just listen to something which is changing your perspective um, is huge. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Get, get my audio book, add us on Facebook, Instagram, and just keep in touch. Fantastic. Sounds good. Yeah, I would, I would uh, back that up. And yeah, I think especially the subject matter, overthinking, a lot of people probably are doing a lot of overthinking Definitely. at the moment uh, when this podcast yeah. goes out. So yeah, absolutely. Well, Luke, thank you again so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's always good to hear from you and to speak about these things. Um, yeah, perhaps we can do it again sometime. But I hope I, I've no doubt at all that people have got a lot from that. So thank you once cool. again. And I hope you... Uh, have a, a, a productive and an enjoyable quarantine as much as you possibly yes. can. <laughs> I'm sure I will, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much, buddy. Cheers, man. Cheers. Big thanks to Luke again for that interview. I really hope you got as much from it as I did. Quick little sign-off from me. As I say, we are recording this in the midst of the whole coronavirus thing. And a few weeks ago, when it all started kicking off... I realised that there would be quite a few people who would probably be struggling and panicking to adapt their businesses to deliver their service online rather than offline, which we obviously can't really do at the moment. And so I offered to do a live stream on Facebook to kind of cover the different ways that you can use video to market your business, but also to act as a service delivery medium for your clients as well. And people seem to to really want me to do that. So that's what I did. The live stream is a couple of hours long. It's on my personal Facebook profile. Uh, the link is in the show notes of this episode. You can find me on Facebook as Alex Wardle. And if you haven't checked it out already, I'd highly recommend you do so. I put quite a bit of time and effort into it because beyond anything else, I just wanted to help people out because I knew that, as I say, a lot of us are kind of panicking and wanting to adapt our businesses as best and as quickly as possible. So I cover quite a lot in detail on that. I talk about the the fundamentals of what kind of marketing videos you should be doing and how often. I talk about how uh, the, the different mediums that are available to use video to actually deliver your service to your clients and kind of adapt it that way. And I also talk about some of the technology that you'll need, the equipment, uh, but nothing that's nothing that, you know, the, the average person couldn't do, even if you've never really delved into video before. So as I say, if you want to watch the replay, head on over to my uh, personal Facebook profile. And if you enjoy it and you get a lot out of it, then do leave a comment or send me an email or something. And yeah, uh, hopefully that'll, that'll help you out. But anyway, until the next episode, I'll see you next time.